Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Schooled Podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. I'm joined by Tia Davidson. She is the founder of the Millennial Wives Club. And as somebody who is on the cusp of becoming a millennial wife, this is a really important episode for somebody like me. It has been a long journey. (laughs) So I'm so glad to have Tia on today. Tia, just introduce yourself in a couple of sentences and tell us uh, why you you started Millennial Wives Club. Well, hello, everyone out there. I'm so glad to be um, speaking with you guys today about the Millennial Wives Club. Um, As you said, I am the founder of the Millennial Wives Club, which is a lifestyle and fashion blog dedicated to millennial women who are dealing with major transitional life events, such as marriage, such as motherhood, whether you're hustling to find your dream career between your side hustle and your nine to five, whether you relocated to a new location and you're looking to make friends as an adult, because how do you do that today? Um, or just adjusting to a new identity, at, such as being a wife, such as being a mom, um, and whatever that means for you. And so I created the Millennial Wives Club as a blog, as a way to vent, and because there was a lack of resources for young married people, um, especially going through like the first year of marriage, um, you often get a lot of people out there who try to portray the picture perfect lifestyle. And um, when I would Google certain things that would go on within my first year of marriage, like the fact that my husband is addicted to sports, like, is this normal? <laughs> like, is he not attracted to me? Like, what's going on? Like, do men really be like on their phone all day? Is that crucial? Like, do we really have to uh, plan our date nights around what game is coming on that night? Like, this is just crazy. So um, when I would Google, I would find like a lot of things about from older people or from couples. And it was very Bible based, which I'm like, I love God, but I'm not uh, the perfect Bible wife yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think I ever be. And it just didn't resonate with me. And um, I just realized that marriage today is definitely way different for millennials than they were for our parents who were focused on getting married or having kids and we were raised to be independent women and you know put career and education first kids and love can come after and I think our motivation and our mindset is just different it is you know today (laughs) absolutely and I I'm a little I'm being a little rude actually today I'm joined by my fiance Jason Clark um he is back to help me co-host this show I thought it would be really great if we did a show together since our wedding um is in wow oh my gosh a month and like a half that's cray oh my gosh congratulations yeah I think um (laughs) the not.com says we have like 46 days to go (laughs) so oh wow you're in the two digits. It's, it's, it's official. <laughs> Man, when it said 120 days, I was like, whoo, this is good. I got time. Now I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it um, goes before we get head. started, just to answer your question, yeah, first of all, it's not an addiction. It's a necessity when we're talking about sports. <laughs> so whether it's Google or it's uh, me or anyone else, whatever you say in regards to sports, as long as it's not the Bulls or uh, the Red Sox, then you should allow them to watch us and participate as much as possible. I have well, to say, when, okay. NBA, when, it, when NBA season is 
you know, happening, I know that I'm going to get significantly less attention from Jason. So yes. it's not just you. Yes. And that comes it's from an Nick expectation. Finn. <laughs> you have to know that ahead of time. Yes. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that I was going to be ignored during <laughs> Well, football. shame on you. Shame on you for not knowing that. <laughs> and, and, and that college versus pro, like, everybody. Like, he watches everybody. Yeah. Go blue. So it never ends. It does. So, Gia, so tell me, um, how long have you been married? I we actually just celebrated two years. So I'm I'm fresh, new, which is which makes this even better because it's not like I got a lot of years. It's like this is raw, this is real, this is what's going on right now, and I'm still learning this process. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So tell me, what is one of the biggest surprises about marriage that you were just not expecting in 2018 or 2016 when you got married? It's just like, you know, when you talk to other married people and or you just read the quotes on Instagram every day and people are telling you how marriages work every day, it's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, oh, it's work. But no, like I was surprised to find out that literally it is work. Like it is, it takes uh, effort daily. Like it's not, (laughs) it's definitely not all rainbows and sunshines every day because like most people, especially when you're looking at what's on social media and what, um, what the media portrays as, you know, like being married, you think you're going to be happy all the time. You think this person is there to make you happy. And um, after going to marriage conferences and, you know, going through premarital counseling and just learning that, you know, this person is not supposed to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Can't nobody do that but you. Right. And, um, and that, and that's something that I learned, like, because I really thought, like, you're supposed to make me happy. And, and the whole marriage is 50-50 thing. And someone told me, no, marriage is 100-100. It takes all of your efforts from both of you, not you giving half the effort and waiting on the other person to complete the other half. It's like you both are giving your all. Mm. So that's something that... I didn't, I heard, and, and but I didn't get until I got in it. And I'm like, okay, now I see. Like, literally, it's work. And it does take full effort from, from both parties for it to work. So what would be a specific example of something that you just weren't expecting um, that was much more work and that maybe people would appreciate knowing so that whether or not they're uh, looking to do this in the future or in what forty five days? What is there? <laughs> what is something that people may not realize they should think about, or just something that um, happened with you specifically? I mean, I guess, and I talked about this on the blog. Date nights mm. are important, I guess. And when you get married, I think you get comfortable. Yeah. And um, and because you're around each other all the time, like you just sit on the couch watching TV, like me and my husband for a moment, like we were just sitting on the couch watching TV and he thought that was like us spending time together. And I was like, no, this is not not count. (laughs) Netflix (laughs) in a movie, right? No, Mm. no. (laughs) 
Okay. I was like, this does not count. We have to go out of the house. <laughs> we have to do something that we don't do every day. Like, he's like, I mean, we go grocery shopping. Like, we I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> that does not count. So making a conscious effort to take, to make time for each other outside of that, because when you do live together, it is kind of hard to do that and, and you don't realize like when you're dating and living in two separate places, the luxury of wanting to spend time with each other and see each other and do stuff together. And so um, what I've done is created no technology night, like one mm, night a week. I and like it. Do you? I like it. I yes. I, she says like, that. No but... TV, no phones. Like we play like Uno or we'll, <laughs> you know, have trips at the house or something, but, no technology, like it, it allows us to connect and to talk to each other and, Ooh, and, no. and ask each other questions and, you know, enjoy each other without all the distractions. Because today, especially with social media, we're so addicted to our phones. We all have a lot going on. And sometimes you just, I mean, time passes by so fast. You just scroll in, looking at your timeline. Because that's another thing with my husband. He's really attached to his phone whether it's checking the sports or, you know, talking to his friends. And then I'm like, hey, dude, I'm over here. Right, like, right. I, I'm your wife. Like, just making a conscious effort to um, connect with each other, whether it is like getting out of the house and not just sitting on the couch watching shows all the time. Because, again, time passes by really quick. Okay, here's a personal question, and you can decline to answer, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't worry, only we will know this. <laughs> and everybody who's listening. Um, no, but seriously, this is a big problem um, in a lot of relationships and not just marriages, but I understand that it can get worse during marriage. So how do you and your husband, as two young people who are, you know, obviously driven in your professional lives, but also committed to each other personally, how do you make time for intimacy? Because... And I say that because, you know, Jason and I, Jason, my fiance, is very supportive of, of me and everything I do. Um, mm-hmm. But we have like a long distance relationship currently. I am a TV reporter, so I I, I work, you know, outside of, of, of where he lives. And when we see each other, the time is really precious. But I also worry sometimes that because we're so busy and we're so driven with our careers and stuff, we kind of may neglect, you know, the personal or intimate aspect of our relationship for reasons like you just mentioned, you know, we're, we're right. trying to see each other, you know, or you're just busy or you're on social media or you're just tired. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, again, conscious efforts. <laughs> um, <laughs> Personally, I mean, intimacy is important to me. I think it it just depends on the person or the people. Like some people are found not being intimate and just like, you know, getting it whenever they can or whatever. Um, if you're talking, you're, are you talking about like, are you basically talking about sex or are you just talking about like... Yeah, all-encompassing, you know, uh, every that, but everything leading up to it, you know, because yes. nobody wants to be in a relationship where it's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you know. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm. That's why I created the No Technology Night. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. like things like that. Like you kind of have to get creative because you are really busy. You both are really busy, and someone has to, um, I guess, make make the effort of acknowledging that and trying to do something about it. Mm. My way was the No Technology Night. And turning off all distractions so all you can't do is focus on me. You know, it's only so much talking and, you know, playing you can do. So it's like eventually I think that it turns it turns into a, a very it can be a very intimate moment, especially if you set that day a week like Wednesdays. Like every Wednesday, this is what we're you know, like we're gonna do this. Right. We're gonna make an effort to be together and we're gonna do this. And um I think creating moments like that and also um creating time to have a day night and not just be at home chilling. Like, you know, maybe you go out like on weekends. Me and my husband, we go out and eat. You know, we go out to eat or we'll plan something where it's just like like us. I think date to answer your question, I think it's it just takes conscious efforts of creating the moments for you guys to be intimate. Mm. If that makes sense. Did I answer yes. your question? Yes. You know, it absolutely does. Okay. And I love the idea of no technology night. I think that, what? yes. I don't believe you. <laughs> Everyone out there, she is lying. She is lying. No, I am look, the first. Let me tell you. You may be, are you saying that because she's like, she's always really on my phone? Really yes. Into, Yes. You know yes. how many times I had to make sure we didn't get hit by a car or something like that because someone is looking at their phone? I will be the first to admit that I am I am very much attached to my phone, my email inbox, all that. But I also recognize the toll it is taking on my personal life. And so if I force See? myself, if I force myself to, to put it on airplane mode, you know, <laughs> and hide it in the yes. other room, I really do and think that would make a difference. Okay. When you think about it, it's just one day, you know, and then maybe if that if you do that, then maybe you'll do do better even outside of the days that is no technology night. And in your defense, I mean, I'm the same way, honestly. Like I am always on my phone because clearly I have a blog. Like people talk to me all day, every day. I have a ton of emails. I work during the day. So the only time that I have time to do anything or any blog stuff is after work. So imagine that, like I'm on my phone as well, but because like you said, and it takes that recognizing the toll that it takes in your relationship for you to put that effort in and be like, okay, well, I can, I can do this. It's like compromise. Like one night I, we can do no technology. I'm focused on you. We can talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. We can do whatever you want to do or just planning one night out of the week to do something uh, together that, that you can't be on your phone. You can't be focused on being on your phone and just making that promise to him and to yourself um, that you're not going to be on your phone. I, I agree. It's so funny because um, earlier this evening, Jason and I met with the man who is officiating our wedding, who happens to be a judge here in New York where we are. And uh-huh. he's also a mentor of Jason's, and he also introduced us to each other um, more oh. than four years ago. <laughs> See, isn't that some great mentoring? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so when he was talking to us about our wedding ceremony, he was also giving us a little unsolicited marriage advice. And he talked about, um, you know, some of the key things that we need to talk about and discuss before we get married. Obviously, 
finances being number one on the list, but also children, you know, spiritual spirituality. What do you find, Tia, out of your girlfriends, your circle of friends, your circle of millennial wives or, you know, why want to be wives and I don't mean that you know in a bad way but women who want to get but, married um what do you yeah. find or even people who are engaged what do you find yeah. millennial women um do not discuss as much as they should with their significant other with their husband with their husband to be about expectations of of marriage hmm. Can you rephrase that question? I think I understand Yeah, here's some, here's some context. So he said, so the, the judge that's going to be doing our wedding, he said, you know, number one, finances. Number one, cause of divorce, finances. Oh, yes. Not just, you know, lack of, but mismanagement of different priorities, right? Is, oh, yeah. Do you find that also to be the case with millennial women? Um, I think finances hard for anybody to talk about I guess um, because a lot of people feel like this is personal or you know mm-hmm. or th- also different people have different ways of managing um, money so of course definitely finances but um, in addition to finances I'm trying to think because yeah I agree finances you know they always say finances is like the, the, the leading cause of divorce and I think that's because no, they don't talk about it. Like you don't discuss it. It's like you just focus on the marriage. You just focus on building their relationship, but you don't think about the other things, the outside factors such as finances um, and how it interferes or how it can affect your relationship. Because if I'm a spender and you're a saver and I'm just out here spending all our money and meanwhile you're over here trying to save and buy us a house, but we're not talking about like, my spending habits you know you just like getting upset it's like communication communication as well I, I would think in addition to finances is something well no that that's not that don't answer your question but <laughs> as far as like <laughs> an issue that millennials are having I think communication is one of them which uh, which is why nobody's talking about finances because they're not communicating mm. do you agree Jason? and no what were you saying yeah I mean, I think that um, I, I think maybe the problem is is that people think that they're talking about finances or they think that they know because um, they have a they think they have a general feel of what the other person makes or if someone likes to go out yeah. to uh, you know nice restaurants or spend money on things or if there's someone who you know wants to go and you know be a little bit more frugal they feel like they have a feeling of who they are. And they probably think to themselves, well, is that good or is that me or is that something I'm okay with? Whatever, uh, I guess, the financial makeup is of the person. Uh, And they just kind of roll with it. And they think that, you know, it's kind of rude to ask, you know, even more specific questions. But then you get to a point where, you know, something comes up and there's some type of challenge. And you're assuming someone else is on one page and you're on a different page. And then all of a sudden, that's, I think, probably when there are issues. And I think the other part of it, too, is it's not just that it's finances or, you know, knowing specifically where people are. Like, I know that one of the things the judge was saying is that folks should, you know, know the credit score of the other person. You know, know if they have any type of debt. I mean, those aren't the type of questions when you're 
uh, have, a, you know, when you're Netflixing and everything that you may ask, like, hey, Nia, so, uh, you know, how about that credit score? You know, is it none of you your business? <laughs> exactly. And but I think that's where people it, will probably go. Yeah. I think it also is about timing of when you do it because, like, if you're just dating someone, <laughs> you know, then maybe that's not the first question you ask on the That's date. true. That's definitely true. But, but when you start getting serious and you're talking about spending your life with someone, maybe not to the point like we discussing this the day before the wedding either. I think it's all about timing and, um, and, and when you discuss it, because also people have different expectations of what, what will happen with their finances when they get married, such as, you know, they expect the man to pay for everything. And, you know, my money is my money and your money is our money. Versus. <laughs> Sound a little too honest versus, in that TV. Hey, let's let, you know, like I have this, you know, I have these bills or whatever. And you have these bills. Let's figure out how we can, you know, can, can save still, but make sure all of our, you know, bills are paid and whatever like that. Like some women just because I have friends now that they're single because they're like uh i don't plan on working like i'm gonna be a housewife and i just need somebody who's making at least seven figures so that they can provide me the lifestyle that i think i deserve oh and it's goodness. like okay Girl. like you know, but <laughs> it's about priorities too like <laughs> may or maybe i never even thought about money maybe i come from a rich family and i never had to even worry about that so you also have like different personality factors which is why and and again nobody's talking about it because people are expecting it in their mind when they're dating someone what's gonna happen financially and they're not communicating about it so we got three minutes left, and um, I really want to talk to you about this. I don't know if you're a mom or not or if you plan on having kids, but one of the other things, the judge uh, who's do- who's officiating our marriage that we need to talk about are, uh, you know, obviously family. Um, and I want to know, when did you have that conversation with your now husband? Um, how soon before you got married did you did you guys think it was appropriate to have that conversation? About, like, whether or not we wanted to have kids. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that was, like, probably, like, our first year of dating each other. Wow. You didn't scare him away? No. I think it just naturally came up. Like, I didn't, I wasn't, like, pressed. Uh, you know, I wasn't pressing him about it. I think it just naturally came up. Kind of like, you know, hey, what do you want to do where you see yourself in five years, ten years type of thing? And, you know, someone naturally brings up, oh, I want to have a family. I want to get a house. I want to do this. So I think it came up in that type of way. Mm. And so that's how we we were able to to talk about it. And me personally, I was like, I could have kids. I don't care if I have kids. I, I, you know, I can have kids. It's depending on who I end up with. Mm. And he was Mm. like, well, I definitely want kids, you know. And I was like, okay, well, you know, what do you mean? I was like, whichever way. So uh, I think, I think you should definitely bring it up within, I guess, two years, first two years of dating someone. That's I think two years is good. I don't know if Jason would still be with me if I brought it up in the first year. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it probably depends on where people are. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, some folks, you know, they may take it the wrong way and think that you're already 
talking about another level of the relationship that they may not be ready for. At the same right. time, there may be other folks who are out there who are ready and they want to go with it. So, um, well, I it, definitely expect that I would happen to that outside but I do see it in the future. Yeah. <laughs> like at that time. So it wasn't like, I'm ready to have a baby right now. Like, are you down or what? Right. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I plan on, you know, in the future, 10 years from now or whatever. So like, <laughs> I plan on, you know, having kids. Do you want kids type of thing. Yeah. And definitely, obviously, you need to do that before you guys get married because yes, a lot of sure. people are af- afraid to talk about that. That's what the judge was saying. There yeah. are some people who knew who got married and they didn't know that beforehand. They weren't on the same page. Yeah. One person wants to have kids and the next person doesn't. And sometimes I think just as millennials in general, we're just raised to be so career driven. A lot of us yes. that we don't even take the time to have that conversation. Like some, some of us, it doesn't even occur to us to have that conversation, but it is really important. Um, yes. Along with something else, I just talking about this made me think about um, your first question of what I learned while being Gary, which was like, you can't like marriage doesn't change people who you get now is who is pretty much, <laughs> who they are Lucky you can't woman. think like oh if i marry you if they didn't want kids before and you think marrying them will change their mind and make them like make them have kids no that's not the case they're, they're most likely still not gonna want to have kids afterwards so that's that's an important lesson i think people need to know too because some people get married thinking that it will change you know a person or make them wait, turn them into this perfect wife or husband and that's not the case so true tia thank you so much for joining us i feel like there was so much we didn't get to talk about so we definitely have to have you on again um yes. if you're up for it um and just tell folks where they can find you online and on social media you can visit our website at www.themillennialwivesclub.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Millennial Wives Club. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Millennial Wives. And we also have a Facebook group called The Millennial Wives Club. Cool. Thank you so much um, for joining us, Tia. And again, anybody who's listening, you can find us at Schooled Podcast. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Schooled Podcast. And we really hope you got as much out of this as Jason and I did. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about getting married or you are married. And like I said, we're going to have Tia back on anyway. So um, hold your questions for later. (laughs) Nia. I got to say, I think we just got schooled. You are so corny. He does this every time. Thank you, Tia, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. (laughs) Um, And we will see you guys later. Bye.